Headline in the Washington Post had sent quite a few rumbles across Canada in the last 24 hours, particularly in Ottawa. It's a leaked secret Pentagon assessment obtained by that newspaper that says Prime Minister Justin Trudeau told NATO officials that Canada will never meet NATO's defense spending target and that at times Canada has been pressured by other NATO countries to even keep up on its military commitments. Widespread defense shortfalls hinder Canadian capabilities. That's what the document says and refers to straining partner relationships. Well, to talk about that this morning, Vincent Rigby joins us now, former National Security and Intelligence Advisor to the Prime Minister. Good morning, Vincent. Hi, Simi. How are you? I am good, thank you. What did you think when you read this? Not in the least bit surprised. Um, I think it's uh, the worst-kept secret in NATO that, that allies are a little bit discouraged by Canadian defence spending and what uh, Canada is able to bring to the table right now in terms of military capabilities. So um, not, a, not a great shocker. Does, is, does this do anything in Ottawa, though, do you think? Does it wake Canada up? Does it embarrass us? Well, it's been a long-standing issue. And so we have been at the bottom of NATO rankings when it comes to defense expenditures as a, as a percentage of GDP for a, a long, long time. So we've been living with this and having these ongoing conversations within NATO and outside of NATO with other allies in the Indo-Pacific region, for example, but um, will it do anything at the end of the day? I mean, you saw the prime minister's response, which was effectively, we do our share in NATO. We're a reliable partner. Uh, Minister Anon has said that we have made some equipment purchases recently. Defense spending is going up. That's all true, without a doubt. I think we, we have made some progress in the last number of months in particular with respect to spending on NORAD, uh, finally purchasing the F-35 fighter aircraft after a long time. But but the real question is, is it is it enough given the state of the world? And I've been on your show many times and I've said that the state of the world is pretty poor right now. I think we're facing an international security environment unlike any that we faced since the end of the Second World War. I'm not sure that Canada's ready to step up if things go really, really badly in Europe or in the Indo-Pacific region. I guess what I also found interesting in this is that it says that really this isn't going to change because of public sentiment, like barring a change of public sentiment. So is it really that? Is it that the Canadian public is not that keen on doing this? Well, I think that's always part of it. I mean, is there are, are there votes in increasing the defense budget? And, you know, we're, we're going to have an election that far away in all, in all likelihood. So we probably missed an opportunity given that the budget just came out a little while ago and there is no defense spending to speak of there. So, yes, there's a defense update going on right now. Apparently, they're desperately to finish it but will there be more money at the end of that uh, of that rainbow i'm not i'm not sure and do canadians want it i mean i've always said that listen it's up to the government to explain to canadians the state of the world and what the threat is out there and what the government needs to do don't wait for canadians to tell the government that the world is really unpredictable and unstable and you should be doing something uh, government has to lead in this in this regard and we're not having enough of a public debate about it in my view have we ever? Probably not. I think it's been a long time. Again, I've said this on your show. We we haven't had a defense. We've had a defense review, but we haven't had a foreign policy review or a national security policy review in a long, long time. And some of the consultations as part of the of defense reviews have perhaps not been as extensive as they as they could have been. But you know, I've I've said on many occasions we need to have a broad discussion in Canada with Canadians about national security writ large, because I honestly believe that we're in a national security crisis right now. 
not just about defense, it's about broader security and intelligence issues that I've talked to you about before. We need to have a very holistic, comprehensive discussion about how we're going to respond to these threats. Because if things get really bad in Europe, if the war escalates beyond the Ukraine, um, if the U.S. and China go toe-to-toe over uh, Taiwan, uh, what is Canada going to be able to do? And I would say right at this point in time, not a lot in terms of hard military capabilities to support NATO or to support the U.S. in the Indo-Pacific region. So it's, uh, it's, it's a debate that has to happen. It has to happen soon. Right. But you, you mentioned having an election there. I can't think of any election that we have had where the idea of defense spending and spending more has been kind of widely talked about, has become a campaign issue. That, does, it, does that even happen in Canada? I, I think that uh, one of the few times it's happened is when the prime minister ran his first campaign back in 2015. And, and you, you may recall that there was, a, there was a good foreign policy debate, and the prime minister did extremely well in that foreign policy debate. But the last two elections, it's, uh, it's barely been a blip. And I think in most other elections, it's, it's barely been a blip. So I think it's, I think it's time. And, and, and again, it's, it's, it's driven by the environment in which we live. There are just so many threats out there right now. We've not seen anything like this, as I say, in 75 years. And so we can't bury our head in, in the sand anymore. And listen, it's, it's not about percentages of, of GDP. I've, I've always found this whole notion of 2%. It's kind of an arbitrary figure at the end of the day. It's also a function of how well your economy is doing. So we have increased defense spending, but our economy has been doing reasonably well, all things considered, post-pandemic. So our, our, you, can, you can actually increase your defense spending, but as a percentage of GDP, it goes down. But it, it still begs the question, um, are you doing enough? And right now, even if we're the sixth largest spender in, in NATO, um, I, again, for, for me, the metric is if something really bad were to happen in the world right now, what would we be able to deploy? And I just don't think it's, it, it's there. So we can do more. We can definitely do more and we should be discussing it. We should. And I wonder if Canadians have the appetite for us to do more, though. And in the end, is, the, is any Canadian government, regardless of party, going to commit that when you know that, well, the Americans are probably, they're not going to want to have anything happen in their backyard anyway. Well, this is always the issue, right? And it's a perennial, perennial issue in, 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 in Canada. Um, guns and butter, the, the old, the old and debate. Butter. And, right. and, and there are so many other issues out there right now for, for Canada, uh, post-pandemic, the state of the economy, health care, housing, you name it, right? I mean, the list is very, very, very long. So where do you place national security? Um, virtually every government comes to power saying their primordial responsibility towards Canadian is, is the security of our people. Um, so again, given where we are right now in the history of the world and what's happening geopolitically as well, ask yourself that question. Um, Yes, healthcare is incredibly important. All these other social and economic issues yeah. are incredibly important. But if you don't take care of your security, all of those are ultimately at risk. Um, your economic prosperity, your, your democratic values, and the hard security of people, the safety and security of people, all of those are put at risk if you don't, if you don't at least pay some attention to national security. And I'm not saying the government has ignored it completely. That's not the case. They have done stuff. But it tends to be um, a little bit here, a little bit there, a spending announcement, and it's piecemeal. It's piecemeal at the end of the day. Where's the big strategy to get to get out of this mess? 
Right. That is the question. All right, Vincent, thanks so much for the discussion. My pleasure as always.